2: Welcome to Football Forecast
3: Weekly, the most popular football program in America, featuring Dennis Tobler
2: and Fred Wallen. Welcome to Football Forecast, everyone. My name is Dennis Tobler. I'm in Bet Central, Las Vegas, as usual. And here we are heading into week 13 of the NFL. With me on today's show, of course, as usual, is the Hall of Fame sports radio host, and talk show host Mr. Fred Wallen. Fred, welcome to the show. Want to bring you in early? We have a lot to talk about.
4: We definitely do. And uh,
2: I'm wearing the cap because it's cold here in Southern California. I'm
4: not a Midwesterner like you, Dennis. I was most of my life. I've lived right here, and uh, i was doing the Las Vegas shows for a couple of years. But I, I come back home for two days in Vegas for five. Other than that, I've seen snow like three times in my life in Lake Tahoe, and uh, so I. My wife and I don't turn the heater on,
2: so it's cool. Okay, so that explains it to everybody back East and explains (laughs) it to everybody on Blue Hippo, where we're seeing around the world that Americans don't have heat in the wintertime. And Fred Wallen is an example of that. Fred, I'm going to turn to you real quick. I mean, let's get this out of the way. The college situation. We've got the big games coming up this weekend, and I'm going to turn to you for some insights. Well, everything
4: almost everything went right for USC last week, because right now, most people have them listed as number four, which is better than number five or number six. The only negative is the following. Utah beat them 43-42. USC is only a three-point favorite, two-and-a-half or three-point favorite right now, all over the Utes of, uh, of Utah. USC can't stop anybody. Now, the reason I'm saying almost everything went right for them is that Oregon they would beaten Oregon State, it would be Oregon against USC. Now, Bo Nix is a tremendous quarterback. But right now, Dennis, he's at 70%. He can't run. He has, his ankle's really bothering him. And he, they blew an 18-point lead at Oregon State won. USC actually, in my opinion, would have a better lock or shot against Oregon, with Bo Nix being 70%, than Cameron Rising of Utah, a hundred percent already having knocked off USC 43 to 42. You've got a coach there in in Kyle Whittingham who's been there like two decades. He's a really top-notch coach so this should be one great game on Friday. USC right now a three-point favorite and if you read the different sites all the computers having Utah win. Now the public Has has jumped USC to a three point favorite, but the computer actually has Utah knocking off the Trojans.
2: Well, in my opinion, you could throw the the computer out the window and rising, (laughs) okay? And rising, the quarterback of Utah is not good enough to win in a big game like that. I I don't care what anybody says, he's not going to make it to the NFL. Maybe they beat USC, but they're not going to beat them when it comes to time that matters. USC is too powerful at every position. They destroyed Notre Dame, and I want you people on the East Coast to realize that, all right? If Alabama and Georgia and the rest of them had to play the Oregon's, Oregon State's, Utah's, Southern Cal, UCLA's of the world, they wouldn't have only two losses, they'd have four losses, all of them. So (laughs) let's get them out of the playoffs. The more West Coast teams I see, the happier I am. You can tell I'm happy because behind me is my special award of being the Santa Claus to the world in the sports betting industry. That's what I was given, a Santa Claus to the world, hat and globe, so I can represent the sports betting world in this far out world we live in today okay one more college game friend well you know it's uh it's interesting from the point
4: of view of the uh, sec lsu has three losses and yet if they beat georgia which they won't they're a 17 point underdog uh people might want to jump them into the top four which i don't think is right and but and you know I, I, the, the point of view is that uh, I don't like Brian Kelly anyway. So I I think they'll lose, I hope they lose to Georgia. And and Georgia's like a 16 and a half or 17 point favorite in that one. Should be interesting. Now, one quick thing. Uh Ohio State was only losing 31-23 with three minutes to go. Michigan scored two touchdowns in the last 180 uh, seconds. So people are putting Ohio State in the fifth or sixth slot now which I'm not sure is exactly right. It was 31-23. Buckeyes undefeated to this time. I thought it would be a closer game. I mean, most people thought it would be a closer game. Michigan was an 8-point underdog. But the point of view, it was only 31-23. The people were jumping. Hey, they lose 45-23. We're knocking them out. I, I'm not a Buckeye fan. All my relatives are in Michigan. But my point is, I don't think it's right to jump them out for the last two minutes, giving up those two touchdowns. It was 31 23. If it ends 31 23, Ohio State and SC are probably battling for that fourth slot.
2: Well, I don't, uh, the final score is what matters. I don't care when they score it. If they score it with four seconds left, they still got their butt beat by that many touchdowns, in my opinion. And I, you know, they haven't played anyone. Alabama hasn't played anyone. Half of the teams those teams play are under 500 teams, some of them play FCS competition. Uh, it's unbelievable to me. So, I am always against the east coast when it comes to college. Let's switch on and see if we can't get some NFL action in before our quick break here. Uh, this is week 13, as I mentioned before. The Arizona Cardinals and uh, Carolina Panthers, both off wins, are on bye week this week. So, let's head on down to The schedule to the Jets and the Vikings, the Vikings are three-point favorites in this matchup. The Jets should have started White a long time ago at quarterback.
4: I think everybody says that now, Uh, but, you know, if you make somebody a number one draft pick as they did Zach Wilson, you don't want to admit an error. Uh, But I agree with you. Mike White did nothing wrong in in the Jets uh, game last week, and uh, I'm sure he'll play well here and uh you know we'll see what happens it's a it, it's a game that i don't have a strong opinion on one way or the other to tell you the truth but i would like somebody like mike white to uh play well the last uh, few games of the season it just it, it's a good feeling for somebody who's hung in there
2: and he did as well as he did last week i think he did well last week and and the total here went from forty one and a half to forty five and a half. so i think the white at quarterback makes a big difference i'm going to play the over 45 and a half i'm with you the number three solid here i can't pick a winner laying three points on minnesota here so i'm going to be playing the over another really fascinating game and i say fascinating for two reasons one team can stop the other team and the other team can't but yet the other team's the best one the denver broncos on the road to play the baltimore ravens the ravens are eight point favorites here Denver has a defense, Baltimore doesn't. I mean, when you lose in the last 30 seconds to Jacksonville, your defense sucks and Baltimore's defense sucks and it has all year. They've given up backdoor covers. I'm taking Denver plus the eight here and I'm riding it to the bank.
4: You think Nate Hackett will make it through the season? No, <laughs> no, he's one and done. I mean, he, he, yes, he He's one and done i don't think there's any question and look i'm the biggest russell wilson fanatic and we've known each other a period of time now dennis every year we talk or i put you on sports overnight america or you put me on your gambling shows i'm the biggest russell wilson fan on earth this is not all on nate hackett because even when the right call is made russell wilson is not throwing as well as he has in the past he Obviously, when he's 33 or 34 now, he's not as quick moving around in that backfield. So some of this is on Wilson. Most of it is on Hackett. They're not fun to watch. <laughs> Seven and a half points, though, is a lot. And I think you, you made a, a good case. Harbaugh finds a way to lose too many close games. And again, like last week, uh, Doug Peterson's a much better coach, uh, certainly, than Harbaugh. I don't think there's any question about that. They will They find ways to lose. So now you're giving seven and a half or eight, even to a horrible Broncos club. I think I'd grab the
2: eight and see what happens. Yeah, I think plus eight's the number there. Moving on down the schedule, we've got Pittsburgh at Atlanta. This game is going to be a tough one because it's listed as a pick. Pittsburgh performed very well with their new quarterback on Monday night football last week. And uh, frankly, I'm, I'm really shocked at how good he is. Uh, and, and how far down the tra- uh, how far down the draft he went. I mean, that guy looks to me like the number one guy that came out of the draft last year, and I'm not afraid to say so. So uh, I think Pittsburgh has a bright future. The game's a pick. The game's in Atlanta. I don't think he has a bright enough future to beat Atlanta at home. Even though the Lions dropped two points, I'm going to take Atlanta as a pick.
4: I'm going to take the Falcons also, and I'm also, since I, I play a lot of fantasy, this is the game that uh, Drake London from USC has the big performance. I, I see seven or eight receptions, 100 yards, maybe a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Mariota will find it this week, just a hunch. The Pittsburgh defensive secondary, first off, beaten up. Not that great, anyways. Fortunate to win on Monday night. And uh, they had the big lead, they blew the big lead, and they came back to beat a very average uh, Colts club. So I, I'm going with the Falcons. I agree with you 100%.
2: Yeah, I think the Falcons are going to get away with a big win here because uh, Pittsburgh played nothing team. And we'll talk about Indianapolis when we get to them. Uh, Next game, Tennessee Titans at the Philadelphia Eagles. This one will be a barn burner. The Eagles are five and a half point favorites in this matchup. I mean, uh, the Eagles are another one. They seem to do well for a while, but they still give up points.
4: Yeah, they do. And uh, Tennessee is a team that doesn't give up a lot of points. And of course, you've got uh, Henry running for them. So they might be able to control the line of scrimmage. Um, It's a game I'd pass on, to tell you the truth, uh, because of the Titans uh, defense. And and you got one of the best coaches in the NFL uh, with Tennessee. I I don't think we can forget that. So I think this will be a a close game. And uh, Fred's passing on it. It's not one of my uh, strong plays, certainly.
2: Well, I'm going to take Tennessee plus the five and a half here. Philadelphia was six and a half last week. They dropped a five and a half this week. Tennessee can't control the ball. I badmouthed Tannehill last week, but he didn't do anything wrong. And uh, when they don't do anything wrong, I quit badmouthing them. So I think that uh, Tennessee is just going to come, you know, this could be a three point game either way. So I'm going to take Tennessee plus the three in this one and hope they can get out with a win. All right, now we get to the fabulous Jacksonville Jaguars who drove the length of the field, scored a touchdown, and beat the dynamic team they beat last week. They're on the road they're on the road this week, where they were at home last week. They're one point favorites in Detroit against the Apples Lions. They're not
4: hapless. They won three in a row until Thanksgiving. And so that was shocking. Campbell's is certainly going to get it through the season, and I think he'll return next year, and maybe he won't do hard knocks again. Uh, I like Detroit here. I, I just have a hunch that uh, uh, the Jags were fortunate to win last week, and uh, uh, in the last few seconds, and uh, I, I, I just see uh, Detroit uh, being able to win at home, and uh, you got a running back, you you're talking uh, uh, fantasy, Jamal Williams uh, of the Lions, uh, he scores touchdowns. I think he scored seven touchdowns on the season. I'll secure, I think he'll score a touchdown or two here. So I'm going with Detroit at home, and uh, we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. Jacksonville's got no business being favored on the road against anyone, and Detroit, no matter what they play, and they can score and they play hard each and every time out. So uh, I'm going to take Detroit on this one, and I'm uh, there t- should be a ton of scoring here too. The total's 51. So it could go over the total. But uh, Fred and I, both on Detroit is the home team in this matchup. One more uh, quick thing I wanted to mention before we go to break here is that I want everybody to go to playfortickets.com. Okay, playfortickets.com. This is a contest where you pick seven games, side and total every week. It's just too much fun not to do. Playfortickets.com. What can you win? You can win a trip to the big game the big games, the Super Bowl in Glendale, Arizona this year and $50,000 in cash. All you gotta do is fill in this this contest each and every week. And if you're the smartest one on the board, you get to go to Glendale, Arizona. So here again, I want everybody to get online and play for tickets.com. On the screen, you see a QR code. If you're not uh, watching our video cast, Please, podcast people, write this down, playfortickets.com. Win a trip to the Super Bowl, $50,000. Fred and I will meet you there, and it will be the time of your life. We'll be back in one minute with more football.
5: Now place your bets. This groundbreaking film details the dramatic rise of legal sports betting in Las Vegas and its growth into a multi-billion-dollar industry worldwide. Through in-depth interviews, personal accounts, and vintage footage, we highlight the key elements and milestones that shaped the sports betting industry into what it is today. This history also dovetails with the changing fortunes of Las Vegas as a gambling town at turns overseen by the elements of organized crime, corporate interests, and the U.S. government. Featured prominently in the film are pioneer oddsmakers and historians who witnessed these events. Today, betting on sports is a popular pastime and a lifestyle choice for many Americans. Its appeal incorporates the innate drive for competition and the rewards of winning. Watch Now Place Your Bets on Amazon Prime and nowplaceyourbets.com.
6: Insurers. Call 800 854 6576. That's right, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers and Annuity Rate Report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800 854 6576. That's 800 854 6576. Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. If you're living with
0: diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetic Health Hotline today and learn about the latest CGM technology. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps. You make better diabetes treatment decisions. And if you have Medicare, you can get a new CGM at little or no out of pocket cost. Plus, get free shipping and we'll build your insurance company for you. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out of pocket cost. Paid for by U.S. Medical Supply.
7: Call 800 406 6098. That's 800 406 6098. Again, 800 406 6098. That's 800 406 6098.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Now we get to the meat of the schedule here with the Seahawks on the road to play the Los Angeles Rams, who are injured to the hilt and were destroyed last week. The Seahawks are a huge eight-point road team favorite. Fred, how do you see it? You're right there in LA. Give us the lowdown.
4: 24 hours ago, the line was four and a half. So uh, if it jumped eight, I don't know what that tells you, except Donald's out. (laughs) Stafford's out uh uh cooper cup is out uh uh who's in uh alan robinson Robinson is out they're all out but the seahawks have lost two in a row they gave up 40 points i I hate to say this to the raiders i don't know how that's possible with, (laughs) with mcdaniel being the raiders coach but they'll come back here they have too many ways to score geno smith is the uh uh, comeback player of the year. He, he's having a hard time winning player of the year. The other quarterbacks are playing a little bit better, but hardly uh, by a lot, to tell you the truth. I mean, he's got the receivers. He's got the quickness. I think they'll kill the Rams. I think, they'll, and again, you know, we talked last week about giving um, uh, more than uh, uh, giving double digits. Those double digits won last week, uh, 26 to 10, the, the Chiefs beat the Rams and the other one also won. So I'm going with the Seahawks. Big win in Los Angeles against the L.A. Rams.
2: Well, I hate to say this, but I'm going to do the same thing. I mean, I've watched the Rams the last two weeks just (laughs) buckle, okay? And the Seahawks, you're right. They can play if they need to play, and they should be able to have the open. I mean, L.A.'s defense is hurt, too. I mean, they hardly have anyone on the regular roster, and they're not going to play this week either because they they are on IR which means they're out for weeks. So I'm going to take Seattle here. We might blow people's mind laying eight on the road against the Super Bowl champions, but that's what we're going to do. All right, another key matchup from the West Coast. The Miami Dolphins, red hot right now, are on the road to play another red hot team, the San Francisco 49ers. This line bounces back and forth from three and a half to four all day long. So that means when it's three-and-a-half, people are taking 49ers, and when it's four, they're taking the Dolphins, and they're doing it time and time and time and time again. This is a tough one.
4: 49ers' offense did not play well last week, but they threw a shutout. I don't know what that tells you, except you know they're going to score more than 13 points here. But Tua's never lost. I mean, it's, it, I mean, I, I don't know how you can really – the delineate between these two clubs to tell you the truth because both of them in the top four or five in the national football league so it's a game that i'm going to pass on but i'm going to tell you something even though the number is up to 48 i think last time i checked i'm going over i think two is playing very well jimmy g's playing well even though they only scored the 13 last week i see a lot of points in this one even though the 49ers do have a top-notch defense i don't know uh, 31 to, to 20, something like that. Both teams will score, but it's too close to, for me to choose between the two clubs.
2: Well, I'm going to take Miami here in a flyer because the three and a half and the four points are both over the field goal that I think this game is going to end on. Either Miami or San Francisco will win this, this matchup in a field goal, probably at the end of the game. I think the 49ers have the best defense But I'm not so sure the Miami Dolphins don't have the best offense in the league right now, at least one of the hottest ones. So we'll go with that, and we'll be back with your Monday night matchup right after this.
3: Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a
0: fortune. Paris? Not much closer, and again, airfare. What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this?
3: travel it's that easy so call now and start packing call right now
7: 800-496-0979 800-496-0979 800-496-0979 that's 800-496-0979
6: insurers call 800-854-6576 that's right annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report both absolutely free for calling today call 800-854-6576 that's 800-854-6576 Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Football Forecast Weekly, Dennis Tobler with Fred Wallen, and we're up to the Monday night matchup this week. The New Orleans Saints on the road to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here we have another game that's bounced back and forth from minus four to minus three and to a half, to minus four to minus three and a half on the home team Bucks. I have no idea where the back supports coming from on the New Orleans Saints, but I'm gonna take the bucks at home in this one and lay three, four, or whatever I need to lay. Brad, so I, I saw six on Monday of this week. So
4: I mean, the, the money's coming in on the Saints, which means I'm yeah, probably...
2: those overnight, those overweek lines have been making big jumps because the big books on the East Coast, they're not afraid just to run up the big numbers on these things because the squares play the numbers anyway. So the over the week before lines are what I'm telling you they're moving from. And when they move from three and a half to eight on Seattle, you know that that's, that's what's going on here. So that's a similar situation in this one. It was six, Tampa Bay was six. I think it should still be six, but they are only three and a half or four bouncing back and forth here. I don't get the support for the saints.
4: Brady's off a loss. I don't see him losing two in a row here. You know, it's getting down to serious time to make the playoffs. And, uh, you know, Brady lost a game that he thinks he should have won. He should have won probably last week. So I'm going with the, the Buccaneers. I'm giving the three and a half or four. And uh, we'll see if Brady does not have a, a big uh, early evening.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you here. The total on this game went from 42 to 40. So I don't see why people are backing the Saints at the same time that the totals going down. I mean the total uh, uh Tampa's only has to win by a field goal plus so you know that's very little at home and he could do that at the last time he had the ball in his hands. So I'm going to take Brady in this matchup. I think it's an easy one. An easy Monday night game this time. And uh New Orleans is still back and forth between three quarterbacks. I haven't seen any consistency from them. I'm going to take Brady. We're going to lay the 4 points and we're going to ride it all the way to the bank on Monday night.
0: If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetic Health Hotline today and learn about the latest CGM technology. A CGM can immediately reduce pain it's accurate easy to use and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions and if you have medicare you can get a new cgm at little or no out-of-pocket cost plus get free shipping and we'll build your insurance company for you call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. paid for by u.s medical supply
7: Call 800-406-6098. That's 800-406-6098. Again, 800-406-6098. That's
0: 800-406-6098. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta?
3: Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? travel it's that easy so call now and start packing call right
7: now 800-496-0979 800-496-0979 800-496-0979 that's 800-496-0979
6: Insurers. Call 800 854 6576. That's right. Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers and Annuity Rate Report. Both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800 854 6576. That's 800 854 6576. Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term.
2: Listen up, football fans. For this week's best bets, call us at 1-888-604-6863. That's 1-888-604-6863. Be a winner, 888-604-6863. Welcome, everyone. Dennis Tobler back here at Bet Central Football Forecast Weekly, bringing you this week's winners. (laughs) Where we left off, we're going to bring you We're going to bring you up to speed now with the Cleveland Browns on the road with the Sean Watson back at quarterback against the Houston Texans, who just get worse every week. Cleveland is a seven-point road favorite in this matchup. They've been playing well. Look, Fred, I watched Houston last week. They didn't even want to tackle the guy with the ball. I don't see how anybody is ever going to force a win out of that Texans team. I'm going to take – I'm seriously just going to take the Browns, lay whatever points they want me to lay, because I think Houston's given up. Your thoughts? My thoughts would be
4: that, uh, you know, the final was 30-15, but actually uh, against Miami it was 30-zip. And then they uh, pulled uh, Tua late in the third quarter, so, you know, Miami went to sleep too. But uh, it was 30 Now You don't see that too often in the National Football League. The other side is, uh, as you said, Deshaun Watson – it's the first time in 700 days that he's played in a regular season game. So he played in one exhibition game. And he's one for five this year, but uh, certainly the penalty—he didn't play at all last year, and he didn't play the first 11 games this year. So he, he you know, he's not going to be 100%. But uh, you can't take the Texans. I mean, it's impossible. The, as you, you can make the case, this is the worst team right now, as at this moment in the National Football League. So if you're going to wager, you got to take the Browns. I mean, there's no or or pass. You cannot you cannot possibly take the Texans in in this game. The over is 45. I think might probably uh, go under on this just because Watson is not going to be 100 percent his first time back and Houston's not going to score a lot of points. So maybe the under. And uh, if you have to bet uh, the team, I'm going with Cleveland.
2: Well, seriously, I am too. And it's the time of year where you take the best team as opposed to any value in the number. Because uh, even with Watson back, they might score a ton of points against Houston. I watched Houston on the goal line stance last week. They didn't even try to tackle the guys when they ran in there. Now, when I see that happening on a football team, they're done. They don't have anything to play for. They get paid too much money to care about winning. Houston doesn't care about winning. I'm taking the Browns. I got some good advice for you too. The total is up to 47 as we see the East Coast big corporate books inflate the numbers constantly. So if you want to play the the under, you get under 47, not under 45. So there you go. I mean, this is the kind of thing that I want the betters out there to be looking at week in and week out. You can see these line moves are being pushed by the corporate books back east that don't have any regulation, and all the square bettors are betting these numbers incessantly. So, by doing that, they run the point spreads too high, and dogs are going to start winning more than losing, except for in these games where you have such blatant mismatches. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. We've got that one in our, under our belt, so let's throw you another one that I know you know everything about, and that's the Los Angeles Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Chargers are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. The totals went from 48 to 52 after last week's games.
4: Two very bad coaches, but the Raiders are really bad, and you, you can't take the 40-34 victory over Seattle seriously. It was an aberration. Folks, you have to understand, in a a 17-game season, things are going to happen that are crazy. There's no way the Raiders are going to beat the Chargers. And uh, with Allen back, I don't think Williams will be back, but Allen will be back. You've got one of the best young quarterbacks in in the world in Herbert. Uh, Derek Carr is very average. Uh, Again, don't take the 40-34 as something like the rest of the season they're going to play that well because they're not. Seattle's defense just went to sleep. I don't think the Chargers' defense, which is not all that solid anyway, but it won't go to sleep here. I think the Chargers. The number's too low. I think the Chargers
2: will win. I'm going to agree with you. The two and a half's too too low on the Chargers. They, you know, they should have beat them last year here, and they failed to do it for the to make the playoffs. They're going to make amends for that here. Uh Las Vegas they are high on themselves again and I will say Gary <laughs> Carr when he can throw the ball in the air and somebody can run over under, under it they seem to do very well and they did very well but you're right I mean Seattle won what they needed to win they're so far ahead in their division they don't care so they just played a half half-notch game last week and that's why the Raiders came out on top This is a bad blood game here the Chargers didn't like losing last year in the that cost them a playoff spot, but we still have the two really bad coaches that we have to overcome what they may do. If we're going to win this game, I'll take the chargers minus two cross my fingers. The coach don't blow it because Brandon Staley's a terrible coach. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> I mean, between him and the Denver coach and the Raiders coach, I don't know where they get these guys, but they just—they insist on putting them back in these spots where they're not ever going to produce. Okay, we're going to go to one of your favorite teams next, your favorite quarterback, Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. They are two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Cincinnati Bengals, who have played well enough, certainly this far, and Joe Burrows can get the job done. Kansas City two and a half on the road. Kansas City wins
4: 26 to 10 and they played horribly. They're not gonna play horribly here. Cincinnati's got a good offense, but their defense uh, uh, not among the top uh, 10 or 15 in the National Football League. Mahomes did not play well. He blamed himself only winning 26 to 10. Um, He's gonna have a big game. I, I, I think the Chiefs will win. And again, I like Cincinnati as a team in the playoffs. They're they're fun to watch and this and that. But Kansas City with Mahomes. You know, we had 10 different receivers last week. And every pass was at least, every reception was at least 15 yards. Think about that for a moment, how good this guy is. And he didn't think he played well, and he didn't play well. They should have scored a lot more than 26 against the Rams. So uh, I'm going with the Chiefs.
2: Well, I got to tell you something. I took a hell of a lot of flack from the people out there in the countryside by saying Andy Reid was a horrible, horrible coach. I heard from people in Philadelphia and said, you don't know what you're talking about. You can't even remember McNabb's name when he won the Super Bowl. Well, you're right. I couldn't remember McNabb's name last week. I was a bit under the weather, but I still say the same thing about Andy Reid. He should have won the Super Bowl five times in Philadelphia with the talent he had. And he should be to the Super Bowl every year with Mahomes. And last week's a perfect example. They got the cover right, 26 to 10. But the play calling sucked. They could have killed them if they would have wanted to. But it's Andy Reid in the middle of the mix, running the ball here, screwing up any momentum they have there. I don't care what anybody says. Andy Reid's a horrible coach. And I'm going to prove it this week because I'm taking the Bengals on the money line, okay? I'm taking Cincinnati to upset Kansas City this week. And then I want you boys back in Philadelphia and around the country to take another close look at Andy Reid's coaching, all right? Take a look at it. The reason I know he's a bad coach, I've lost tons of money on that guy over the last (laughs) 25 years, okay? That's why I know he's a bad coach because he can't cover. He was lucky to cover this last week. Lucky that they got 26 points. Anyway, uh, sorry people, I have no more respect for Reed than I did last week. And uh, in this one, I'm taking the Bengals, and we are definitely on opposite sides in that game. I think we're all the way down to the uh, Thursday or the uh, Sunday night matchup. And if they haven't changed it this week, it's going to be the hapless Indianapolis Colts. At the red hot Dallas Cowboys, the line on this one's 10 and a half. Here here again, I I don't think anybody should be scared to lay 10 and a half because the Colts with Ryan at quarterback, I don't care if Jeff Saturday is not a coach or not. Ryan cannot play anymore. He's 37 years old. And he's got to be about one of the worst quarterbacks on the field because he just cannot get it done running or throwing the ball. So I'm going to take Dallas. I think they're going to win big. I think something like thirty five to six or something like that. I can't see Indianapolis going anywhere except for back home and crying in their beer. I'm taking Cincinnati or I'm taking Dallas Cowboys. And look, I don't like the Cowboys that well either. I think Dak Prescott is an underachiever. I think Ezekiel Elliott's an underachiever. I think their coach and owners are underachievers. But in this matchup, Indianapolis, it just has no way to score. And Dallas has far too many talented players not to score. And I'm not speaking of Elliott or Prescott. They just got talent every other spot, even in their offensive line. They should beat everybody, but they don't. Taking the Cowboys, laying the points, it's up to you.
4: Uh, Tony Pollard did not have a uh, big game uh, against the Giants. Uh, I think he'll have a big game here against the Colts. So if you're playing fantasy, look for two touchdowns from Tony Pollard, maybe uh, 100 yards on the ground and maybe uh, 70 yards every uh, receiving. So uh, I think the Cowboys will cover by the way, uh, what do you think about OBJ now? Uh, Beckham, uh, the problem on the plane is this going to turn Jerry Jones off, or do you think he'll still want another
2: wide receiver? I think Jones is going to want another wide receiver. Nothing turns Jerry Jones off, right? I mean, he's, you know, he's coddled the crazies for a long time down there. That's half the reason they're half as good as they should be. Uh, I don't know what happened on the plane. Weird stuff. Oh, oh. Odell Beckham is weird period, you know, he's really good, but he's a weird guy. So I don't know what happened on the plane. I think Jerry Jones would take anybody he can get. And uh, I don't know if they're going to make it to the Super Bowl or not. They sure should with the talent they have, the division they're in and everything else. But year in and year out, they seem to fail.
4: We'll see what happens. And again, uh, uh, folks, if you want to read up on more on Jerry Jones and neither – Dennis nor I are big fans, Uh, look at uh, 1957 in Arkansas, when they tried to uh, desegregate the schools, what Jerry Jones was doing, uh, if that matters to you. But it matters to me, and I think it matters to Dennis. So uh, there's something beyond sports uh, as we talk about the Dallas Cowboys.
2: That's one thing I will say. We are very social society conscious on this show, and we don't put up with any of the blither. Uh, and speaking of Blither, I want to take a minute right now, Fred, to t- explain to the audience out there what's going on in the point spread world, especially back East with the unregulated sports books and huge corporate books of uh, DraftKings and FanDuel turned into. They have 40% of the market in the United States, which means that the people betting the money in have influence on the point spreads. And if I've told you this five weeks ago that I noticed that all these spreads are inflated because the the books back East put up big numbers, the squares back East bet those big numbers and they don't mind laying the juice. So if you're gonna be a professional player this day and age, you better find a sports book that doesn't take advantage of you on every play. Now that's my comment on the sports books. The, The television shows, and the podcast, video podcast, but especially the television shows on the network channels. And I'm going to refer to ESPN first. And if they want to sue me, go ahead and try. Because every time I've talked about these kind of things, I went to court once, they paid my attorney 12,000, paid me 15,000. So they're not going to get me for slander, because I'm going to say this, ESPN has the lousiest sports betting shows on the air. All they are, is to coddle you into believing you can make money laying heavy juice on infinite, impossible options to bet. Now, I'm watching the ESPN Daily Line or whatever, and they got a couple of women on there. Their best bet this week is so-and-so on some Joe Blow team's going to have four and a half receptions. That's your best bet this week, huh? Some one guy and one team is going to do it. And then every day on that ESPN show, they show what their best bets were the day before. Now, I haven't seen them show a profit with the five or six people they have picking games ever. Okay, and one of the reasons they can't show a profit is because they're taking plays like that. Now, if you want to say uh, somebody's going to run for 60 yards and that's your best bet of the week, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. You don't know the game plan. You don't know how many times the guy's going to get the ball. You don't know if they're going to fall behind early and have to pass the rest of the game. These are sucker bets. And they have sucker lines and they have sucker juice on them. Okay? So you people out there, please, please, I know you're getting killed because I can tell by the way the lines are moving. Either find someone like me or Fred to follow to give you the best advice or don't bet at all. Because you're never going to win laying heavy juice on obscure prop plays that, I mean, on they got 30 cents juice on, some of them 40 cents juice on. So no matter which side you bet on the prop, you're not going to win. So I just wanted to get that out there before we go off the air today, because the sports books in America now are changing. They're not controlled by Uh, syndicates that bet large amounts of money into regulated sports books like Las Vegas. It has changed now to where 40 states practically take sports bets. All of them have their own sports books that you can bet into. They all have DraftKings and FanDuel, the large corporations that you can bet into. And it's going to be a mess. And it's not going to be long before some of these outfits don't pay their bettors. So be careful out there. Listen to the experts, don't be taken advantage of by these shows on ESPN, on Stadium, on, on the Fox network. These guys are bought and paid for and put there by the corporate books so they can lead you astray. That's Dennis Tober's comment, Fred. what
4: wait, Tell you? us what you really think, Dennis.
2: That's what I really think. I, I've never been able to stand bookmakers taking advantage of betters in my whole life. I mean, maybe that's because I've been beating books for my whole life, and I know that can be done. But boy, when they start to do things like this and the public follows, we're headed down a bad direction. Now, it's, it's okay for us. We're going to take these plus big numbers on the totals, and we're going to lay the, plus, uh, the minus big numbers on the games because we know what's going on but we're not gonna get fooled by these because we are in the bat in California where only regulated sports books operate. I might mention California didn't pass their their sports betting law. And I want Fred to comment on that before we go. But uh, uh, from now on, everybody needs to rethink their situation. Put your own number on the game and bet from that particular situation because you're being whiffed, okay? You're being screwed.
4: In California, we had two ballot propositions, 26 and 27. If we'd only had one, I think it would have passed. People were totally confused. There was so much advertising. It was beyond belief. It was more than uh, AARP. And it was more than Medicare. There were more spots running uh, for 26 and 27. I challenge anybody to t- tell me, it. well, I-, I believe it would have passed if it were just one, not two separate propositions on the ballot.
2: I think you're right about that. And I do want to comment on those propositions on the ballot. They were both lousy propositions and I'm glad both of them failed because it would not have done anything for the bettors in California. If you can't set up a phone account or if you have to go to an Indian casino to wager, that's not gonna help anybody. That's not gonna benefit anybody in the economy either. So both those questions were doomed to fail. Next time around, maybe they'll have come up with a proper setup for it, but it is a big fight and it's always gonna be a big fight over sports betting. There's a lot of money involved. Well, I wanna thank all of you viewers for sticking with us through the year. I have a special thank you I want to send out to my barber Elton. He has cut my hair for 37 years. And earlier this year, he was T-boned in an intersection by a dump truck and he's still trying to recover. And as a few people can tell, I'm not the gorgeous head of hair that I've been in the past because my good friend Elton, I tell you what, I'll give you a little history lesson on Elton at fashion style barbershop, all right? I started going there in the early 80s. And when I went there, so did Judge Claiborne, so did Oscar Goodman, so did all of the mayors, the governors, the senators, and the local lawyers here in town, even Lefty Rosenthal. Uh, Elton's Barbershop uh, was the place where Lefty had his car parked when it blew up on the, by Tony Romas in the 80s. It was right by Elton's barber shop. Elton has cut the hair of all of the superstars in this town for all these years. And I'm proud to say he cut my hair for 37 years. I went to the same barber. He's now unable to perform those duties. It just isn't fair. Elton, I want to thank you for everything you've done for me. Good luck in your recovery. I know you'll get through it. But I know it's a hard, hard thing to do. So thank you for all the years and all of the great looks. And I'm telling you, we've been through movies. We've been through TV specials. We've been offshore. And I have been well-groomed in every one of those. And I can thank Elton Fashion Style for that. So on that happy note, I'm going to leave you all this week. Fred and I will be back next week with more Football Forecast Weekly.